This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the cliffcentral.com website where there's a show for you. Cliffcentral.com. It is Friday morning. It is just after 10. Sex Talk with John T. Searle. And a special guest, Tanya. Do you want your whole surname or? Yes, you may. Whole surname, Ben Soon Roberts. Yes, that's correct. From Anova Health is with us this morning. Okay, you've got to talk really close to the mic. Hello. There we go. That's better. <laughs> it's so cool to be with you this morning. And you. So tomorrow's with York in the hospital, and we wish them all well and send them lots of energy and lots of love and lots of health. And we are talking this morning about women's pleasure. Women's Month, Women's Day was on Tuesday, Women's Pleasure, which is one of the most important things in the world because more relationships end directly or indirectly through sexual problems. Why do you think about that? No, I can definitely see where that would come from. So, big, big topic. Yes. But let us start with the Dirty Dictionary. <laughs> Ninja Sex. Chocolate Starfish. Twitter Bag. Calipogean. Today's Dirty Dictionary word is... Bathy Colpian. <laughs> Dirty Dictionary word. Bathy Colpian, any ideas what that might be? <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. So join our conversation on 0861-555-189. We are on WeChat. We are on Twitter. Any questions you have, let us know. We are here to talk about sexual pleasure this morning, especially women's pleasure and some stuff about women's sexual health which is really, really important. And they go together because pleasure is such an important part of health. Yes. Because the more pleasure that we have, simple truth, the healthier we are. And I think also knowing your sexual health gives you the power as well to make good decisions and still enjoy your sex life. Yeah, and that's really important because it goes so much with, if you feel confident within all aspects of yourself, it becomes so much easier to let go and to really enjoy Definitely. Really important. Okay. So let's talk about some general principles. And we're doing something very different this morning. We are actually filming this whole show. And it is going to be available kind of as a mini workshop because it's a very visual topic. So we're going to describe lots of things. But we are going to film this and we will let you know when it will be available as a video for everybody to watch, which is really cool. Because we're going to talk about the G spot and where it is and what it is and how to find it and the A spot and the P spot and the U spot and some very interesting oral things and whatever else might come up along the way, <laughs> which is cool. And one of the most amazing things about pleasure, because I spent most of my 
adult life, exploring sexual pleasure and learning about that and teaching it. And one of the most awesome things is the understanding that there is no limit to pleasure. I keep kind of thinking that, okay, so we've hit kind of a limit. There's more and there's more and there's more and there's more. And that is truly, truly amazing. So are you saying that pleasure is limitless? Yes. And I think that what most of us experience is, I picked a number once, I wrote an article saying that we experience about 30% of the pleasure we're capable of. So it kind of came from the idea that we use about 10% of our brains. Mm. And then I think of some of the pleasure experiences I have had, which go so far beyond, I think, what most people sadly experience. Because a lot of that is about sexual energy, working on the deeper levels um, the incredible connection between sex and intimacy. Um, and if you can hit a whole lot more than that, you get to places that are literally indescribable. Yes. Yeah. I don't think having more sex makes it more pleasurable. No, not at all. Mm. And that's it's an interesting thing because when I started kind of – I went a long time ago and I was involved for a long time in some of the swingers clubs. So these are people who are having a lot of sex. Oh, are you swinging? Yeah, I was. Okay. I think open relationships as a generalization mm. are healthier than not. Mm. Another topic, but yes. as a generalization, <laughs> simply because you're doing away with secrets and cheating. Mm-hmm. That's what's more important. But I kind of had this perception that these were people who are having a lot of sex and they wanted to learn lots about sex. And you know what? They don't. And it's quite sad. They kind of do their thing in their own little way. And they pretty much, they might do lots of it, but they pretty much do the same thing in the same way. And that's one of the biggest problems is that nobody teaches us to be a good lover. Yes. And there's different aspects to that. So there's firstly learning about your body, about your partner's body, where everything is, what it is, how do you find it, what do you do with it when you find it. Then the intimacy, the heart, the sexual connection, everything else about that. And all of that becomes the most amazing mix, and that's where the real exploration really begins, is in that heart, in that connection, in that intimacy, in the energy between two people. Mm, no, I, d- I definitely agree with that. So you can have a lot of sex, and you can have a lot of good experiences, but you are only really going to have the great, the depth of experience with that connection. Mm. Going beyond the physical. So David Levinson is out there flashing. I flashed tits on every show today. Okay, he's flashed his tits at. Come, come here, Levinson. He's got to go and eat coffee. He's got to go and eat. Have you been drinking <laughs> beer this morning again? This morning, uh, you have to press the button. Yeah, I have to. We didn't do breakfast beer tasting because we had, a, we had some lesbians on the show and yeah. we spoke about Women's Day and Stings. Okay. And on did, our comedy show. And did you speak about women's pleasure? No, we didn't. What we did was we we had a, a lady from New Zealand who um she her opening line was she found out a, a week ago that her wife is lesbian. Hmm. That's quite a good opening line. Absolutely. And, and then we did some gardening, but we didn't speak of women's women's pleasure at all. But oh. I think comedy is a pleasurable experience. It is, and sex and comedy go great together. Cause People laugh, <coughs> laugh at me when I'm naked. <coughs> yeah, I can understand that, and they probably laugh at you when you have sex. Well, as a lot well. of comedians say they call it below the belt, mm. which I find is so ancient. Because you can do lots of stuff above the belt too. Yeah, but people use those kind of words for anything sexual. We use all these Blue. euphemisms Blue. instead of being honest. It's like dirty. 
in, uh, instead of it just being this is wonderful and celebratory. Because I have found your your theme for your thing. You often speak about those words. You you say sex is is an experience and it's and it's fun and it's and it's exciting. You never ever speak about it as if it's this dirty thing. No, which is good. It's not. That's so far away from what we want to do. It's part of your therapy. It is. Are you a therapist? Yes. Are you qualified? Can I see some paper? <laughs> <laughs> He's licking his finger and Here's my paper, me. Dave. <laughs> where is it? You know what? You never know where Jonty's finger is. <laughs> oh, no. Tanya, thank well, you for. I think it's been there on that uh, device. <laughs> is that device? Because it's radio, people don't know what you've got on your desk. Yeah, but filming this. You see, camera there, Dave. Oh, no, camera there the behind you on oh, the shit. window. Are oh, they filming my bald spot? There we go. <laughs> I just came to fetch my, ju- I just came to fetch my hoodie. <laughs> Are you in for it now? Okay, now go away, please, because we've got serious things to talk about. <laughs> okay, so some principles that are really important. The first one is, and this is just so important, and I teach this to every single person on every single workshop in every lesson, get out of the goal, especially when it comes to pleasuring a woman. Get out of the goal. The goal is orgasm. Yes. And that's what we have made the focus of sex, being orgasm. Get out of the goal, take orgasm right out of the equation. So what orgasm does very often is it becomes a trap. It becomes the focus of everything. And we do whatever we have to do to get to that point. So we're not focusing on the feelings, the sensations, the emotions, everything that's happening now. And once we've had that orgasm, we think we're done. That's it. And if I can make you come, I get to wear Superman t-shirt tomorrow, and we miss out on so much pleasure. True. First thing about it. Second thing is, one orgasm is often just the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, so much more than one orgasm. On both party sides. Absolutely. So we're talking more about men next week. I'm doing a wonderful interview with my friend and colleague, Caroline Carrington, a tantra teacher in America. Mm -hmm. And we're talking next week about male sexuality and particularly male sexual wounds Mm -hmm. because we talk so much about female sexuality. Yes. But next week, amazing interview that I'm really looking forward to with Caroline. Nice. Get out of the goal because as soon as there's this goal, she feels pressured. She has to make this happen. She has to buy into this whole thing instead of being able to really be present with your body, with what you're feeling, with your emotions, with everything else. So, so important. Next principle, slow everything down. Mm. Just take a breath and slow it down yeah relax and that helps you so much be in the moment slow down simple and i think having like a a space where you can let go is important like if you you know because i I know a lot of people for example have like a tv in their bedroom Mm. and i find that so defeats the purpose if you're that's if that's your intimate space or you know that's a place you go to relax and unwind and undress, mm-hmm. <laughs> then uh, why do you have a TV in your bedroom? <laughs> Absolutely. And it's, it's one of the most important things that we teach is to create a space for the pleasure experiences. So the first part of creating a space are the physical elements. Mm. You have to be warm because if you're not warm, you are not going to relax. 
But just don't have sex with your socks on. No, that is about the worst. <laughs> it is the least sexy thing that you can do. No socks. Really, really important. So if your feet are cold, you know, make a plan. That's it. Music, very cool. No music with words. Any idea why? Um, may, I don't know, maybe because it might just get stuck in your head. And yeah, because you're singing the songs yeah, in your yeah, head and, and you're not really like, present. It sort of distracts you. Yeah, it's like meditation music, flowy music, mm. yoga music. There's lots of it around. Okay. Candles, very cool. Incense, flower petals, all sorts of stuff. But when you create a space, what you're doing is you're saying that we are important. Our relationship, our connection, our pleasure, this time together matters. Yes. So you're creating something with consciousness, with awareness, and that makes such a huge difference. That every time you come into the space, you're adding to the energy of that. No, I totally agree. So no TVs, no phones, mm -hmm. nothing like that. And that's why one of the reasons that lube was invented. So you can put it on the door handle so kids can't open the door. <laughs> really, really important. Create the space. Interesting thing is what do women want sexually? It's a very hard question. Big question. <laughs> Dunk, you got any thoughts on that one? No. Okay. <laughs> what do women want sexually? I think it's simple, but but complex in its simplicity. Yes, it's this. It yeah. is that. Because on the one hand, it's everything. Yes. And on the other hand, it's to be loved. Yeah. Just to feel that your partner is also really wanting to be in that moment. I think is very important. Mm. So, female sexuality, male sexuality as well, but we're talking about women this morning. Encompass. The fire and the water, the gentleness, the softness, the sensuality, the play, the love that goes on and on and on and on, and the fire mm. to absolutely be fucked into total surrender because <laughs> that's a part of that energy. But a lot of men can't do that. So, interesting thing. Mm. As a man, and we're talking about heterosexual couples this morning. Yeah. Um, as a man, you create the space for your partner to be all that she is, for her to fully let go, which means she is only going to open that if you can handle it. Mm. And I say quite often that most men's greatest fantasy is their greatest fear, is a really sexually powerful woman. Hmm. And why would you say that's a fear? Because... Most men know that she's going to fuck you to death and then ask for more. <laughs> oh, I see. And then they're scared they can't deliver That's it. Because the female sexual power is mm. so great when it's it released. It seems to grow and grow. That's it. And a lot of men don't know how to handle that. Mm. So it takes a real man to handle a sexually powerful woman. Yeah. And that's where we need to learn about this because we're not taught this. And these are the really important skills in life. Great. So are you going to be teaching us some of these? Skills? So we're going to do some of that <laughs> stuff. Very cool. So let's start. We've got a very interesting message. I laughed at this thought, but I thought, fuck it. Let me ask. G-spot, A-spot, and that spot. Who came with all of this? I'm presuming you mean who came up with all of it. Well, a lot of it was developed over time. A lot of it is nothing new because in the fields of Eastern sexuality, all of the stuff is very well known. But in the West... <clears throat> where we are generally so sexually repressed, we kind of have lost a lot of that. 
So let's start with an anatomy lesson. So remember that we are filming this and you will be able to see all this stuff. So here's our model, Ginger. So in Tantra, we call a pussy a yoni, Y-O-N-I. Yoni means sacred space, sacred place. And essentially, every yoni looks different. And the way that your yoni looks is the way that you were made by nature. That's all. But anatomically, there's a lot that's the same. So outer lips and the inner lips. Inner lips form the hood of your clit. Underneath is the head of your clit, the little bump that gets hard when you get turned on, which has how many nerve endings do we know? I would guess a couple of million. A couple of million, not quite, about 8,000. <laughs> <clears throat> Devoted to one purpose only, which is? Pleasure. Pleasure. It's the only organ in the human body devoted totally and solely to pleasure. Everything else is multifunction. Clits are just about pleasure. Then there's a pad of flesh between your clit and yoni opening. Sometimes quite narrow, sometimes a little bit wider. And sometimes you actually have to pull the hood of the clit back to see. That's where the urethra is, where we comes out. But it's also the outside stimulation point for the G-spot. So it's filled with nerve endings, and that's called the U-spot. Right. Then yoni opening, the perineum, and anus under there. Interesting thing as well, your yoni is the only part of your body that does not change as you get older. Oh, really? So the way she looks now is the way she's going to look like when you're 80 years old. Hmm. Your nipples might be hanging down around your waist. <laughs> they might be touching your U-spots. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> going to be exactly the same. So this really is the fountain of youth. What do you think about the vagina? Do you think it's attractive? Beautiful. Not attractive. Absolutely beautiful. Mm. So that's a really interesting thing that you just said because I'm going to turn <laughs> the question back to you. Yes. What do you think? Yes. So what do you think? I do. I think it is. I just, I think as a woman having a vagina, it's, it's not as simple as having a penis. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's like a penis. You can see it. It's all out there and, you know, whereas a vagina is quite hidden and complex. Yeah, because if I'm sitting between your legs, I get to see everything. Yes, I mean, I can't exactly see. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I, I think uh, I think vaginas are beautiful. Um, and I think people should embrace their vaginas. Mm. So there's a beautiful exercise called greeting your yoni. And this is, it's a really cool place to start. Because a lot of women, we all have fears about our genitals, men and women. So yes. what are guys' fears? Hmm, I suppose... They worry about the size. Yes, yeah, number one. Size is number one. Doesn't matter how big yeah. it is, it is never big enough. If it's halfway down my thigh, why can't it be down to my knees? But like, where does that come from? Why are they so obsessed with the size of their penis? It's just ego driven. <laughs> and the fact that the media support this idea that bigger is better. And actually, too big is painful for Yes, so, I have a friend actually who told me recently of an experience that she had with a man with a really large penis mm -hmm. and she said it was awful and they couldn't even find a condom that fit it. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> so, problem. So, didn't sound like a very fun experience. No. And he even was like, you know, it bothers him, like he wish it was smaller. Yeah. So a lot of women think that the yonis are not pretty. Mm. So two things. First is as a lover of a woman. Tell her how beautiful her yoni is and use whatever words that you want. You can say, really beautiful and I love to touch you. 
and you can wax lyrical about her thousand petal lotus flower and your lips are so pink and your clit's so full and you say, you've got such a pretty pussy and I love it. When you do this, something inside of her says, oh, thank you. And she can just let go a little bit more. Yes. And that's really, really important. So, greeting your yoni. Very powerful exercise. Mm-hmm. Create a space. Light some candles, some music. You do this with a mirror. So there's two things to it. The first one is an anatomical exploration of your own body. But the second is that you greet each part of your yoni as if you were going to greet a really special friend. Mm -hmm. So what happens is that we get very disconnected from our genitals from the time we're small. Because all children spend lots of time with their hands in their pants and touching themselves. And what do mommy and daddy say? No, don't do that. That's it. And then they tell us all sorts of things, like it's dirty, it's nasty, it's horrible, you're going to go blind, it's going to fall off. (laughs) So, we get disconnected from that. Mm, Very true. Then you start menstruating, and there's often a lot of guilt about that or some embarrassment. And then all sorts of stuff in the media about yoni smells, all sorts of things Mm. that disconnect us from that. Then, women tend to become quite dependent on Men for their pleasure. Because you're only a sexual being when you're in a relationship, when you're having sex, and I am the one responsible for giving you the pleasure. I've got to make you come. I've got to turn you on. So it's about somebody else, and we get quite disconnected from that. So greeting your yoni starts to reclaim yourself. And that becomes really, really important. Okay, so you're suggesting find a nice space and then you take a mirror and you look at your yoni in, t- in the mirror mm-hmm. and you speak to it. Yeah, and you say hi to every single part of yourself. Mm. And sometimes... And hopefully do this like in you know quite a private place. Absolutely. <laughs> but it becomes incredibly emotional sometimes. Mm. And I teach this to, to so many women. Um, and often it becomes this beautiful meditation and there's often like a name for a yoni. Somebody a few weeks ago came and said she was just so emotionally overwhelmed by the experience. And she said, oh, her name is Dark Flower. Oh, sweet. But it was this amazing power for her to actually connect with this part of herself that she's never been able to do before. That is actually very interesting. I mean, I remember quite a few years ago when I was a journalist and I did a story on Vaginismus, and I thought that was fascinating. Mm. I'd never, you know, thought that a vagina could be scared and just lock Mm. and then not allow anything to come inside. So I suppose that's something very good for people to do if they're having those issues. Yeah, part of that, and that is increasing in our world. And interestingly, in a lot of religious women, yes, with no sex education, with a lot of guilt, a lot of shame, embarrassment, fear about sex. So, and a lot of that goes to not knowing about sex, having bad sexual experiences when they were younger, things like that. So, do you advise when parents are facing that with their children who are going through that phase in life, and they're starting to discover their genitals and so on, how would you deal with that? Firstly, to say, it's really okay to do that, but you need to do it in private. Yes. Do it in your room. Not in the lounge when we have visitors. (laughs) And not when we're in willies, then you're sitting in the trolley. (laughs) 
Very, very simple. Because as soon as you start making it negative, mm. you're starting to put guilt, you're starting to put shame, you're starting to put embarrassment there. And those patterns um, are ingrained in us from the time we're really young. And I suppose now with internet and being so accessible, especially to the youngsters, that must be also quite a challenge. Yeah. Because you know, there's accessing so much, all that stuff on, yeah, online. And, and so much of what they get is myth and misinformation and misunderstanding. Because what porn shows is nowhere near what um, the beauty of sex. Yeah. And I wonder if a lot of guys think, you know, maybe they compare themselves to the men on those shows is, yeah. and, and that's why they feel inadequate. Yeah. And it's total fantasy. Mm. So let's go back to this question of the G spot, the A spot, the P spot, and where all of these things are. So the G spot is a gland. It has about 40 ducts and it secretes fluids concerned with three things. First is fertility, second is your entire hormone balance, and the third is fluid that you can actually ejaculate. So in porn terms, that's the squirting. Mm-hmm. Now, interesting thing, the clit, the G-spot, everything is actually linked in this amazing complex of pleasure. So let's take a step back and say, how big do you think a clit is? Any ideas? Hmm. Um, I don't know. I would say like an inch. Like an inch. Yeah. Okay. So the clue here is icebergs. <laughs> the tip of the iceberg. Yes, because <laughs> most of the iceberg is underneath the water. All right. So between the inner and outer lips here are two huge nerve branches that come down. Hmm. So stroking this area between the inner and outer lips is really, really important. And here's a beautiful thing. It's called the caress of the passion flower. Mm -hmm. One stroke down the side, one stroke down the middle, one stroke down the other side. And if you do that for about 10 or 15 minutes, it's absolutely mind-blowing. Lots of lube, and you stroke really, really gently, and that's all that you do. Don't go harder. Don't go faster. And that's a problem that a lot of guys, it's a big mistake that a lot of guys make. Yeah. She starts to get turned on and immediately they want to go harder and faster. Right. But you have to delay that. That's it. Step away from that because so much pleasure is in that space. You don't need to change it. Don't go anywhere else with it. No, for sure. So, lots of time there. Okay, so we said that the G-spot was the gland. The front of this gland is just here behind the bone. Mm -hmm. So how do you find this? Firstly, you cannot put a finger inside and start looking for this little G-spot because it is not going to happen. You need to have lots of playtime first. Making the tissue soft, bringing lots of blood, bringing lots of fluid there. And don't ever be scared of using lube. You can never quite have enough lube. Very, very simple. So, to find the G-spot on the upper wall of her yoni, a 12 o'clock wall facing her belly. And women, ladies, girls, you can do this on your own. You don't need a partner to do this. So you start looking at approximately one and a half to two centimeters inside. Find a spot and with one or two fingers, make like a come here motion in one place. As soon as she feels like she needs to wee, you know you're in the right place. Because the tube that goes from your bladder to the outside runs just across the top of that. 
And as you're stroking there, you irritate that tube slightly. The sensation is that you need to wee. Sometimes that gets really intense. And if you really think you need a wee, then stop and go to the bathroom. Otherwise, it's going to get messy. <laughs> but the deeper that you breathe and the more you relax, the quicker that sensation changes and it starts to become pleasurable. Then what you feel is that the skin under your fingers changes texture, becomes corrugated, almost like corduroy, and it will bulge down slightly. So what bulges down at the beginning of the arousal is about the size and shape of a white butter bean. You know the white beans that you put in soups and stews? Yes. That's more or less what you feel. Now in some women, in a really high state of arousal, that little butter bean literally becomes a golf ball. And it will come like all the way down there. And anything that's inside, a finger, a toy, a cock, will get pushed right out. And that's pretty, pretty awesome. But it's not going to happen to every woman, and it's not going to happen every time. No, I can imagine. So, then what happens, what we think of as the G-spot actually goes the whole length of the yoni. And as it goes deeper inside, it narrows to a point, which ends just in front of your cervix. And that can trigger what's called a deep uterine orgasm, which can last for more than three or four minutes. And often is so intense that it can take you to different levels of consciousness, out-of-body experiences. So the key for stimulating that is time and patience. Taking time to really build that. Yes. So stroking at the front of the G-spot, making a little circle, and then stroking that inside her yoni. From the front, stroking it inside and slowly, slowly building that up. Patience. And I think the woman mustn't be afraid to tell her partner to take, take his time. That's it. So communication is absolutely vital in all of the pleasure. Mm. And we've talked about it so much. And we'll come back to it again and again and again. Communication becomes one of the most important keys to pleasure. Because... Guys think during sex they do all this wonderful stuff and she's lying there thinking about work and the shopping because he's kind of playing yeah. in no man's land and not much is happening. I remember on a Yoni massage workshop a while ago, about eight couples, and the way that workshop happens is I demonstrate on a real person and everybody watches and then they do with their partner. So there's one couple doing this and she moved a little bit and he moved and she moved a little and he moved. And I could just see how frustrated she was getting. Mm. And I went to them and I said, what do you want to tell him? And she was moving to get him to the spot that she wanted. She just didn't know how to say that. Yeah. But because she moved, he thought he had to move instead of staying there. And as soon as she said to him, this is the spot that I want you to touch, most amazing pleasure. So, listen to your partner. Mm. Really important. Okay, the A spot and the P spot. I didn't even know such spots existed. Oh, there are so many. <laughs> so, A spot and the P spot stand for the anterior and posterior fornix. So, here's the cervix, which is deep inside the yoni. It's a little cone that actually sticks out. So, if you look on the web, look for some pictures of a cervix. You'll find there's lots of them. Um, there's medical sites, there's gyno fetish sites, there's all sorts of things where you'll be able to see what a cervix is. A spot 
is on the top of the wall between the cervix and the yoni. P-spot is underneath. That whole area is actually the most incredible and incredibly sensitive and arousing area. So when you're deep inside her yoni, working your fingers all around that turns that on. So what's the key for that? Time and patience, absolutely. Mm. And taking time, because if you touch those areas and she's not in a high state of arousal, it actually is painful or uncomfortable. So spending lots of time building up to that. Yeah. And then, because God forbid women should make it so easy for us, ha, there's always a little <laughs> trick, that little spot can move all over. Now it's here, now it's there, now it's there, and it kind of can keep moving. Communication, again, becomes so important. What's interesting with that is in quite a high state of arousal, those little spots <clears throat> actually secrete a thick white fluid. It's almost like cream. That's how mm. thick it is. And that's often the beginning <clears throat> of its, its its own kind of ejaculation. Yes. So really powerful and incredible and intense pleasure. But you've got to take your time. Yes. And when you say time, how much time? Well, you're talking probably before you get into that. It's different for every woman, but minimum of 10 minutes. Mm. But the mm. rewards for it are amazing. And I'm sure people have been pleasured in those spots. They just didn't know they existed. That's it. And a lot of times people have had really deep pleasurable experiences and they've got no idea how to go back to them or yeah. how they happened. So you hit something. Oh, I don't know what that is, but wow, it's good. Yeah. And then you try and describe it, and you've got no clue. But with some knowledge, it becomes easier and then easier to experiment and communicate. So some of the movements that you would do for that. So making a circle around her yoni like that. And one of the most amazing movements is a figure eight. So from the front of her yoni, a figure eight on that 12 o'clock wall, a figure eight on that side wall figure eight on the bottom of her yoni and on the other side and then varying the speed and the pressure so very very gently in the front and then really pushing that energy and that pleasure inside but do it slowly push it and then stop and leave it for a moment because in that space in between your movement is when all of this pleasure moves through her whole body. So a lot of guys think that I've got to keep going, I've got to keep going, I've got to keep... Stop. One really big... Huh? And then let that wave of pleasure move right mm. through her body. And then you do it again. And each time this wave intensifies and intensifies. And that becomes so amazing. Now, I think you've taught a lot of people some stuff here today. So, <laughs> we know when you're done yet. <laughs> okay, one of the most important and amazing things. Because the G-spot is a gland, that means it's an actual structure. So, if you've got a finger inside her yoni, pushing down just behind her pubic bone becomes incredibly 
arousing and sensitive as well. So it's like almost if your thumb is inside that you're going to push down like that or the other way around. So you're actually squeezing and compressing her G-spot. And don't move in that state of arousal. Just hold it there. And you'll start to feel inside these amazing contractions start to build up. And you'll watch this energy and this pleasure move through her body. And that's just mind-blowing. So, that was good for the G-spot? Very good. And the A-spot and the P-spot? Got it. Got it. Good. <laughs> okay. Let's talk a little bit about some oral sex stuff because it's really, really important. Amazing thing. A lot of women will not let go fully during sex and during oral sex because of what they might sound like, what they might look like. Mm-hmm. The noises they might make. Yeah. Just let it go, baby. Yeah, because I'm sure if some women have those issues, it's because maybe someone's made them feel self-conscious at some yeah, time. that's it. Or sometimes when we start having sex, we don't have a lot of privacy when we're young. Yeah. So we have to be quiet. Right. Make all the noise that you want. Scream and shout and just let it out there. Just so, let go. Yes. So, oral sex, be comfortable. Get her comfy. Cushions under her head, her neck, her back, her bum, whatever she needs to get comfy. If you are lying flat between a woman's legs, you've got to think about the angle of your neck. Because most times that puts a guy's neck back at an unnatural angle. So it's not comfortable for him for a long time. Put some cushions under her bum that lifts her pelvis a little bit and your neck can be at a more natural angle. Lots and lots of saliva in your mouth. Really, really important. So, quick guide to some oral sex techniques. Lick up one lip. Lick up the other. One stroke up the middle. And again, up one side, up the other. One stroke up the middle. One swirl of your tongue around her clit, and that's all. And again. So, build that. So there's a concept that I talk about called the sexual fire. Sexual fire says, if you take these really big logs and you throw some petrol on them and you light them, they're going to burn, but they're not going to burn for long. But if you start this fire slowly, some fire lighters and some twigs and you light that and you let it burn, then you add some sticks and you add and you add and you add and you have this huge inferno eventually, it takes patience to get there. So again, take your time. Now, licking around her clit, because a lot of guys go straight for the clit. Don't do that. Spend lots of time all around. And then touch her clit with your tongue really gently. Now, here's an interesting one, and I hope we're going to get this on the camera. Put your tongue on her clit and keep your tongue still and move your head. So, kind of looks like this. Keep your tongue still and move your head. And it gives this amazing range of sensation. Now, one of the interesting things about oral sex is it's about sucking, not licking. So, most guys think it's just about the licking. Suck her lips into your mouth. Suck her clit into your mouth. Suck it. Let it go. Suck it. Let it go. Suck. And hold it there. Hold it there. Hold it there. Hold it there. And let it go. 
and then stop and wait for the sensation to move through our whole body. And that's enormously powerful. Letters of the alphabet on the head of a clit with a tongue are amazing. And the <laughs> ones that give the most amazing sensation are M, W, and Z. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Who knows? It's just the just the way the, the nerve motion. configuration. Mm. That's what it is. So you can write with your tongue. And the figure eight would that be? But that was absolutely more, yeah. amazing as well. So you can write A B C. You can write I love you. You can write. I wish you'd come so I can go to sleep. And if you can read that, you know you're in serious trouble. But the figure eight is amazing there as well. So variety is the key, key. to this. Really, really important. Because every time you change something, you're changing the sensation. And that's important. Because if you do something for too long, what happens is you lose the sensitivity. Oh, yes, true. So keep on changing that. Keep on changing that. And remember that a lot of sex is about angles. So every time you change an angle, you change the sensation, which means different positions will give you different sensations. So if she's lying flat on her back, that's kind of one angle. If you're lying with your legs up against your chest, different angle. If you're on your knees and I'm licking you from behind, Different sensation. So changing that becomes really, really important. Yeah, just like exploring each other. That's it. And lying flat will give you one sensation. Being up on your knees will give you a different sensation. All of those become different. If you're sitting on top of his face. The key for a lot of guys there is to have lots of cushions under your head so your neck is supported. Which means you can do that for quite a long time. Best positions for G-spot stimulation. Any clues? Hmm. Putting me in the spot here. Eh? Mm, absolutely. <laughs> um, you, for the woman, mm. I would say probably being... Over the guy. Being on top, yes. Because then you could control where his cock is going and where you want the stimulation. Yeah. So different variations that you can try with that called the cowgirl positions. If you're sitting up, one sensation. If you're lying flat on his chest, different sensation. Generally, penetration from behind will allow for quite cool G-spot stimulation. And a very, very interesting position called CAT, which is Coatal Alignment Technique. Mm-hmm. Really interesting one. And it also allows for awesome clitoral stimulation during sex. So during sex, it's hard for a clit to be stimulated because of angles. Yes. So she lies flat on her back. You get on top of her, like a standard kind of missionary position. Then when you're inside of her, she closes her legs and you put your legs outside of hers. And you can even then move a little bit over her body. So instead of looking into each other's faces, you're actually looking more into his chest. So that puts his pubic bone right against your clit. And instead of it being a thrusting movement, it's more of a rocking movement. But that gives amazing clitoral and G-spot stimulation. 
So one of the most amazing things in that position for a guy is to push your pubic bone really hard down on hers and just hold that still. And the first time you do that as a guy, you're actually going to think that you've bruised yourself, which you generally will the next day. That's what it will feel like. That's when you know you've done it right. You'll get used to that, and then the sensation becomes amazing because of the intensity of it. And keep communicating. That's really, really important. Yeah, definitely. Because that's the only way we know how something feels. So, generally for communication, there are two ways. The first is that you can guide me on what it is that you want me to do. Which means you have to put, as a guy, you have to put your ego aside and ride out the way. And I think also for guys, you know, if you're in a good space together, he will read your body language. Yeah. But obviously, like you say, you know, you can't assume someone's just going to know That's exactly it. what to do. Um, so, yes, I think a mixture of a bit of verbal and nonverbal communication it would work really well. really important because it takes time to read somebody's body and it takes a certain level of connection and intimacy and consciousness. Yes. Because you have to actually be aware of what's happening. But that verbal communication is second to none. So you can either guide me on what it is that you want me to do or I can ask you questions. And the easiest way are questions that have a yes or no for an answer. And there are eight words, eight, eight words <laughs> that are really important. Harder, faster, slower, softer, left, right, up, down. And if I'm asking that, then I'm always going to be absolutely spot on with pleasure. Because sometimes two or three millimeters will make a difference between something feeling good and feeling fantastic. And that's the only way that we're really going to know. Yes. And that's just so important. When it comes to actual sex sex, slow down. And I'll share something with you that I've called slow union, which is kind of like the expanded orgasm of sex. So expanded orgasm is about being in an orgasmic state rather than having an orgasm. So a good analogy for an orgasm is like a wave in the ocean starts as a little swell that gathers speed and power, and eventually the wave breaks. If you're riding the wave, once the wave has broken, the ride's over. To catch the next wave, you have to swim out again through the breakers and wait for your perfect wave. But imagine that you're riding the wave, and instead of waiting for the wave to break, you jump onto the wave behind that, and the wave behind that, and the wave behind that. And you do that for as long as you like, or as long as you can. And that becomes a totally different experience. It's about being in this wave of pleasure rather than it breaking, and that's done. So this is the expanded orgasm of sex. Mm. Very simple. Eye contact. The best position for this is missionary position. He's on top of you. Eye contact the whole time because that's the intimacy. That's the connection. And as he slides in, you both breathe in and you breathe out. And you breathe in and you breathe out. And that's all that you do. 
Don't go harder. Don't go faster. It's so simple. It's absolutely, absolutely amazing. Because the intimacy that builds up, the intensity and the energy, you just melt into each other. The boundaries between your skin, between your bodies disappear. And you just become lost in this absolute bubble of pleasure that you create. That's the expanded orgasm of sex. Hmm. And it really did look quite simple, especially when I was watching you with your visual <laughs> aids there. It is, but that's often, a lot of it is really simple. Yeah, and I think maybe if I was listening to your show now and I didn't know anything about sex, you could maybe be a bit scared and think, oh my word, this is actually a lot more complicated than I thought. Mm. Like, do I have to go for lessons here? <laughs> well, in a way, yes, and in a way, no. Yeah. Because learning is always helpful. So it's like often we get new phones, you get a tutorial, somebody teaches you how to do that. And some people, I think, are just a bit more in touch with their sexuality mm. than others, so they would find this easier. Yeah, so there's lots of ways to learn. You know, there's a lot of, of stuff on the internet. I've produced this whole range of educational DVDs, which, by the way, are on special offer this week. So email me for information about that. I forgot all about that. Oh, okay. DVDs on special offer this week. Um, but that teaches you a lot about expanded orgasm, about the different yoni massages, some really awesome sexual techniques for pleasure. So there's a lot of stuff out there, but it's important to understand that when you're learning, don't take that too seriously, because we tend to take it very seriously. We have to get it right. If it's about pleasure, you can't get it wrong. That's what's important. If it's about pleasure, you can't get it wrong. You're learning, so take the time to learn. And afterwards, talk about it. What was good for me? What was good for you? What did you enjoy? How could we do it differently? That's how we will learn. So on the one hand, it is simple, but take some time. It takes some practice because that's the truth of it. Mm. Now, I think once a person embraces their sexuality and like we're saying earlier about sexual health as well um the two it shouldn't be something that you think oh no this is very clinical or whatever no it's about understanding your body and yourself and enjoying that but still knowing that you can do that in you know being responsible to your body yeah. that's how you you, you know you Respecting yourself. Yeah, and that's making choices. And it's making choices on so many different levels to the kind of sex, the kind of experiences that you would like to have, the kind of relationships that you would like to have. And the extension of that is the kind of life that you'd like to live. And our sexuality often holds the key to that because so much of our self-definition is in our sexuality. And if I may just say, I think I, I'm going maybe just a bit off the topic there, but when you're talking about that now, it's just reminding me of how so many women, besides now the sexual pleasure side of it, they don't really, you know, fully acknowledge that they are a sexual being. And they also need to, you know, go for certain checkups, like go mm -hmm. to the gynecologist um, if you're being sexually active or not for your certain tests. I mean, all th all this kind of information, people think, oh, I don't need to do that. But it's like that's so important because that is your body and your, you know, your right to know how it's doing. Yeah. And it's all part of yourself as a sexual being, all different components of it. Yes. And everything that we need to be learning in that. Very interesting. So we're certainly going to come back to this. 
Um, so let's go back to our dirty dictionary word, which was bathycolpian. All right. Yeah, I have some thoughts on what that could be. Yeah, let's hear. <laughs> have you been looking it up there? No, not at all. I just wrote it down on my notepad <laughs> okay, here. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm thinking it's some kind of deep sea creature. Ah, clever, <laughs> clever, clever. Like something kind of lost in a, an abyss of, you know, Oh. Somewhere lying beneath the corals. Okay, well, that's pretty cool, actually, because bathy means deep. Oh, okay. So there we go. Colpian is bosoms, breasts in Greek. So it is bathy colpian, or deep cleavage, big breasts. Mm-hmm. So you could get lost in there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I've never gotten lost in deep breasts, but. <laughs> well, somebody could get lost in deep breasts. <laughs> no, definitely. And uh, yeah, that's an important one. So that was pretty close. <laughs> very, very good. So what's coming up this week? On Tuesday night, I'm doing a free talk with Courtney, um, who does the most amazing sound journey. So we are going to teach you, it's an introduction to our next retreat up in Mozambique, which is called Waves of Pleasure, Waves of Touch. And it's four days of learning to touch and massage to explore yourself in the most beautiful and safe, sensual way. Very, very healing and literally life-changing. You really want to connect with yourself. You want to connect with a partner. This is the space to do it. So Tuesday night, a free talk um, at 7.45. The information is up on my Facebook page as an event. Um, And I'm going to teach you the most amazing thing called a heart touch, which will change the way that you touch forever. Wow. And Courtney is doing a mini sound journey. Which is really cool. So it's an amazing, amazing evening. Um, a talk and a mini workshop that we've put together. Um, the DVD special. So email me, t at eroslife.co.za for information on that, which is really cool. Um, and this is for download DVDs only. Um, up next is Casper and the team and all sorts of interesting people out there. So I think they're going to have lots and lots of fun. Um, and it's been really cool being here with you. Thank you. I know we've been trying to get this together for a while. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks for having me. So you are welcome to come back any time. Oh, thank you. It's very, very cool. Yeah, um, it's just the two of us here. <laughs> yes, which is cool. Um, next week, as I said, an interview with Caroline Carrington on the sexual wounding of men. Really, well, really it sounds very serious. Time. Yes. It's a big, big topic. And it's really important because a lot of men don't go as deeply into their sexuality as they could, as they should, as they want to. There's an enormous block to Mm. that. And I get so excited when men want to come and learn with me because of the possibilities that come from that. Because they're also complex as much as they might be. Male sexuality is incredibly complex. And the more that I learn, the deeper we go into that, the more complex it becomes. So there's no question of that. Um, and yeah, it's been a week of intense personal upheaval and change for me. Um, definitions of love being really challenged and changed. And I know for a lot of people going through the same thing. And the only thing really that I can say is just keep loving and know that the loving is real. And I wish you all so much pleasure. Yes. And I wish you all love. This is cliffcentral.com.